first thing we need to address fucking dt and francis got a corgi really yeah if you look at her insta story they have a little corgi puppy welcome everyone you ready to get checkered we're going to be talking about monaco today so it's going to be a lot of fun yeah, we're excited. Um, this is the race that we've probably been the most looking forward to, but also like the place that we're most into. Just there's a we have a lot of thoughts and feelings on Monaco. Yeah. yeah. So we've decided to dedicate a whole episode. Of course, it's prior to the Monaco race on mm-hmm. Sunday. So like we just timed it out really well. So I don't know. I don't even know where to start with Monaco. It looks so freaking nice. oh my god yeah maybe we could start on yeah I was gonna say we've been in this panorama for like a really long time so in this in this what (laughs) it's a panorama in the panini (laughs) um... (laughs) I gotcha (laughs) just for a really long time so it's uh it's (laughs) nice to (laughs) look at I don't know like I guess like kind of look forward to what maybe future you know travel we might have I think Shanika and I are aiming for like the next year or in two years we'll make it over to Monaco to actually see the race yeah exactly so we did a little um (laughs) a little like trip planning I guess in some (laughs) sense (laughs) Um, so full transparency, this episode is going to be totally all over the place, but, um, we'll definitely like make sure we cover stuff related to the drivers too, but a lot of it will be just we'll around, try to get there. Yeah. Around the kind of bougie nature of Monaco. Yeah. The allure. It's mm-hmm. so freaking expensive for everything there absolutely everything in monaco is outrageous and then you like the gp weekend like things go up like i saw like five to seven times for accommodation prices and i'm like they're already too expensive good lord yeah and we were um (laughs) we were obviously looking at future accommodations and it just staying in monaco just seems impossible during the grand prix weekend because of how expensive Mm -hmm. it is i mean it could be possible but it's like we want to do other things too you know Shanika and I agree that like we spend our money on good food you know like we will splurge on good food but we're not part of the billionaire boys club so we need to save money somewhere (laughs) exactly and we did scope out a few restaurants yeah yeah, there's you guys there is a Mexican joint in Monaco it's called sexy tacos I'm intrigued I want to go there (laughs) and the tacos look great you won me over already (laughs) it was uh very expensive um what Caitlin said about the billionaire boys club is so true though and I'm sure everyone knows this because I think it's in all of the like it's in the news all the time but Monaco is a tax haven so it has the most I think I want to say billionaires and millionaires per capita and Monaco is freaking tiny so (laughs) people can go there you don't get taxed on whatever you make and I think even to get um like a residency card there isn't that much you have to do you just have to live there for like six months or something so it's kind of like wow 
<laughs> you really don't have to do much, but because of that, um, everything is just expensive. Yeah. And that's why, like you say, it's easy to live six months in there, but that's going to cost you a pretty penny in the first place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. And it also makes sense why there is so many of like the Formula One drivers live there. Um, but also just like in sports in general, there's just so many people that live there and it's just as so that they can, can you imagine you're making millions and you're not getting taxed at like a 45% tax bracket? I know. Like you're in Canada. I mean, I, I, it like sounds nice and stuff, but I'm like, how do people afford (laughs) Like it? Obviously there has to be a group of people that aren't as affluent as all of these like millionaire billionaires so how do they afford to live there like that's the giant question mark for me or do they do like we're planning to do when we visit monaco do they live outside of monaco and then like come into monaco to work yeah yeah (laughs) do they i don't know (laughs) that's probably what they're doing um some of the drivers that live there are lewis hamilton valtteri Bottas, danny ricardo uh Charles is actually from there so he's I think, hometown hero yeah yeah we can cut him some slack and there's probably even more than that that live there part I heard yeah something like 14 current and retired f1 drivers literally in how big is Monaco like it's what like five kilometers long or something <laughs> like it's literally it's not big I'm like I could even run that and I don't like running <laughs> funny you should talk about running I'm trying to like see if I can get into it so far not no, not enjoying we were gonna do one and we ended up definitely definitely not doing the one today oh like a 5k yeah, definitely not yeah we're human oh, well. um so the population of Monaco is <laughs> this makes me sad 38,000 people as Ooh. of 2019 so just like think about that for a second <laughs> to have the most like the wealthiest people in the world per capita is just so insane so let's consider population size so in calgary we have the community of edgemont in northwest that shanika and i know very well mm-hmm. edgemont has sixteen thousand ish people in there right so it's just like double the size so two and a bit Edgemonts, and that's everyone that lives in Monaco. That is insane. <laughs> that's uh, I, I can't even fathom. And they just have so much money. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that we were looking at was the ticket pricing to attend. Um, yeah, more details on that because I remember. So it's not too expensive, but it depends on like what the experience you want, right? Yeah, and I was watching some more YouTube videos on it. And I guess, like, you have the option for free. Um, There's a hill. You can go set up your chairs, like, a week before. And they're, like, train them to a tree. And I'm, like, good Lord. (laughs) Um, But you can pay, like, a couple hundred for the grandstands. Um, I Like, I saw Charles Leclerc had on his story, like, his special ticket experience. And it was, like, 800 euros for the ticket for the weekend. Um, but yeah you can keep going up and up in price or like you can buy one of the really nice hotel rooms that literally looks out onto the track um, there's lots of options but all of them are expensive except Jack and I go we will be chaining our chairs to a tree a week before on that hill yeah most likely and like we mentioned accommodations during GP weekend are super expensive 
And it seems like in a not COVID time, the best way to watch the Grand Prix is, or like experience sort of the Grand Prix weekend is on a yacht. And like, good Lord, I don't have, (laughs) (laughs) no, we personally do not have that kind of cash flow, but can we try and know people? We can definitely try. <laughs> like, I don't have, like, I, just I guess you can, like, know. buy your way onto a function on a yacht at night sometimes. And I'm like, we won't have money for that either. <laughs> right? Like, I, 100%, you could probably, like, rent a yacht with a bunch of people. But then it's like, okay, um, I was looking at pricing and, like, 1,500 euros for a day. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then we, we won't be doing need- any other trips for, like, three years <laughs> after that. And we still need to find like 18 more people. Oh my God. (laughs) Anyone listening to this podcast wants to go into a pool of money for this. Let us know. Yeah. Join us, please. (laughs) Or like if you have, if you, one of your parents is like Lance Stroll's dad, um, also become our friends because as much as I'm like very eat the rich, I'm like, I'm willing to <laughs> use the rich if that means I can for this get... one weekend only. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw a picture of Lawrence Stroll's yacht and it's like one of the biggest in the harbor. Like it's just so obnoxious. I suppose. Okay. So something from this year that I didn't, I'm going to totally butcher this, but this year they don't have it, but normally Red Bull has this like huge like floating things thing. right floating house yeah. yeah that they normally send down from like along the coast like basically they have to like I wouldn't say ship it down but basically ship it down and it floats all the way down and it takes up a lot of the space generally um so this year in the harbor yeah in the harbor so oh, this year, okay like, more people I guess get to put their yachts in there to watch the race I don't know um just like rich people things I don't really understand mm-hmm. wealthy people's things right. wealthy people <laughs> um and then also like the last thing is the fight so we're based in Calgary Alberta Canada <laughs> so getting over to Europe is it's not the cheapest thing um you can get good deals every now and then but it's but it's not like you're like ten dollar Ryanair flight from Paris to Monaco it's uh we have a friend named Becky who has just been living shout out to Becky yeah just living her (laughs) the best life in the UK every time pre-COVID she'd be going on a holiday (laughs) every week to some other we we definitely live vicariously through Becky's yeah freaking because we can't do that it's just so expensive and then also if you take into consideration time changes and stuff like that to go all the way to Europe for a weekend to london or to the monaco grand prix just like doesn't make sense you'd have we'd have like, to so this weekend the last weekend in may um it's typically our long weekend here in canada right mm-hmm. or yeah it's so weird trying to keep track of the may long weekend because ontario's call it the may 2-4 but it hardly hardly ever falls on may 24th this year it does but i don't understand i have that to think about which doesn't make sense does it fall on the last Sunday? I don't know. It's just like, I'm always looking forward to a nice long weekend in May though. That's all I know. <laughs> Anyways, how I tie this in. So it's like, if we have to fly over to Monaco during a long weekend, that's three days. And that's what, like an eight hour time change each way. We just can't go to sleep. 
we cannot change up our sleep schedule so we'll just stay awake for the three days and then just hope to god that nothing goes wrong like we don't fall asleep accidentally and miss a flight <laughs> like none of that yeah. stuff happen. Yep, the classics <laughs> some more cool stuff that happens in monaco um that i want to say because i saw on instagram kim ilman was posting some of his pics they have like a model show and some of the drivers are like showing off their i don't know if it's their clothes or like they're sh- modeling other clothes but like i saw pics of george russell oh, Latifi, wow. <laughs> giovanazzi and like i hate i don't hate to say this i know it's true but they all just look so like cocky <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> like oh my if it was Lewis Hamilton strutting down there with that kind of attitude I'd be like yeah fair enough you're number one in the world but these guys I'm like come on <laughs> that's so funny I think it's like um maybe it was another Kim Ilman video but yeah I also heard something about like there's normally fashion shows and I think last year the year before Charles was in one See, I, would, I, would, I think Charles would be great because it's a Monaco show and he's hometown hero and also he's probably the cutest one by far <laughs> I wonder if they get paid for these things or if it's just like a hey you show up and whatever or if it's through the like Latifi and George Russell same team is it through like a team thing I don't know hmm. yeah I don't know either but I thought that was pretty cool what else um, are you looking forward to for tomorrow um, I don't know another good race people are <laughs> saying that like and you were even saying Shanika that this race isn't big for overtaking but mm-hmm. I think it's just the spectacle of it being in Monaco and like yeah. um, you're just you're watching this fast car race <laughs> in the middle of a freaking bomb ass city and they're going through the tunnel those are some pretty cool pictures and scenes um, yeah it's just like everything about it I think is a good vibe I'm excited after qualifying and we'll get to this later mm-hmm. well yeah we'll, we'll talk about this later but yeah. like after qualifying seeing what the results were it's like this could be an interesting race exactly um I'm totally with you I think that uh because like there's it's there seems to be contentious <laughs> on reddit threads here and there um formula one fans like love monaco but then also hate monaco and I think it's that's probably not the most exciting track because you can't overtake and it's really challenging to do that stuff and there's a hairpin corner which is like the slowest corner on any track um I think the drivers get down to like 30 kilometers an hour or something so it's just not the best but then it is also the best because it's just so um I wrote a note here where it's just like so romantic it's just a super beautiful place there's (laughs) such legendary winds and then also when it isn't covid um, there's just a lot of famous people that flock there. So there's also just beautiful people around and it's very much like, I don't know. I feel like the Oscars of <laughs> formula one where everyone's mm-hmm. there, everyone wants to be seen. Um, and you're in a really beautiful place. So even though it might not be the most exciting race, but I guess like the track, it also is in a really cool location right it's like right through monaco on the street like through the harbor so there's like nice beautiful things there but um Mm -hmm. from some things i was reading on reddit a lot of a lot of fans are like it's just so boring i'm like but it's beautiful (laughs) right right and i think it's also like um i was listening to one of daniel ricardo's videos yesterday and it's like it's very technical 
physically difficult course in some ways right like because it's so tight mm-hmm. um and like it has very very little margin for error so could we see a lot of crashes possibly we did actually and i'm just gonna say we're let's do quality now yeah i was gonna say that's a perfect segue caitlin <laughs> yeah. we're getting better um, with the segues <laughs> we're just like screwing the notes right now but um yeah so qualification um there were some crashes. I know Nick Schumacher crashed and he didn't even get to go into qualifying. Um, Charles so Leclerc got pole. Oh, shit. So um, he was first in qualifying. And, and very interesting. I think Max Verstappen was going for his flying lap. Um, at the 18 seconds left mark, mm-hmm. Charles Leclerc actually crashes into a barrier. <laughs> and they get a red flag because there's only 18 seconds left Yeah, in that round. They they stopped the session and max did not get the fastest time i think he was going for it they were saying i think he was on pace for fastest time but very very interesting um event to happen so i mean great news seeing charles up there on pole but like a lot of people i bet you will argue that max probably could have got him so yeah, i think something similar uh, tied to the crash is that um Carlos Sainz was trending all over Twitter because they, of course, as they do, um, had his audio from when the crash happened just like everywhere. And I was like, Lord. What was Sainz saying? I think he was just like upset. And initially, like, um, I wish I had the audio that we could play back here. But yeah, he... So it's like tied to the Q3, obviously, but he was, I guess, very close to being in the top three. Um, obviously, was worried about Charles in the accident, but if you like watch the video, he's just like, "Oh my god, like I can't believe this happened," and he's like clearly upset. So, and Carlos Sainz is quite level-headed. Interesting. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'll flip you the clip later, but it's just like he, yeah, I've never seen him like get upset. I guess not seen him, heard him get upset like that before. <laughs> so he's still worried about interesting. Charles, but it's just like, yeah, I, I think he was like, oh, pretty close to being up there too in the top three. Um, and then it just couldn't happen because like you said with the accident, they just didn't like restart anything or anything like that. Interesting. Yeah, I bet you some people are, are like thinking their heads is conspiracy theory on the clerk's part but i i just think the kids just freaking just didn't do it right and he hit a wall but we'll never know and uh caitlin and i filmed an episode on economics so the fact that he hit a wall just like makes me cringe because you know Uh, how expensive yeah (laughs) but i mean it's ferrari so they have more than enough cash oh exactly Touché. you guys will hear more about that in the economics <laughs> one shanika did a fantastic job oh, researching good. i learned a lot and it just blew my mind thank you so much so what were the final standings oh god should i, know. I have had this up before probably oh i have it um so <laughs> first was charles of course second was max like caitlin said probably upset that he didn't get to set that record yeah third valtteri Bottas. Um, see, okay, so this doesn't why Carlos was upset because he was in fourth, so he must have been quite so, but he's still going to get second row on the grid, so that's pretty freaking exactly, good, exactly. Right? Um, fifth, Norris, sixth is Gasly, seventh oh. is Hamilton, 
Interesting. Whoa. Eighth is Sebastian Vettel. Ninth is Sergio Perez. <laughs> this is a really interesting lineup. Okay, so 10th is Giovinazzi. And 11th is Esteban Ocon, proving that every race, just anything can happen. Um, and then in 13th is Lance Stroll. 14th is Kimi Raikkonen. 15th is uh, George Russell. 16th is Yuki Sonoda. 17th, Fernando Alonso. <laughs> that far down? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, 18th is Nicholas Latifi. Uh, 19th is the man we never talk about. And then in last place is Mick Schumacher. So I would say this is a really interesting grid. Yeah, you. So first of all, yeah, let's go on the fact that Hamilton's starting seventh. Yeah, hmm. he's starting seventh at a Damn. track that it's hard to overtake in. Damn. What are we gonna see tomorrow? I mean, does this change our um, predictions? Predictions? I don't know. <laughs> I think mine are still pretty good. Yours was a bit more ambitious. Talking about Hamilton is of it though, but. <laughs> Um, and who did you say was in fifth? Uh, Lando. Okay, fucking love that. Good job, Lando. And six was Gasly? Yeah, six was Gasly. I'm kind of That's surprised that Sergio Perez is so far down. You know how I feel about him, man. I'm not I know. surprised. <laughs> You're not surprised at all, but I'm a little surprised. I would expect him to be um, at least, like, so Sergio's in ninth, so I would at least expect him to be like either right behind Hamilton or like ahead of him a little. Um, I think this, not the surprise, obviously Sebastian Vettel is like season pro, but to have him in eighth is really interesting. Um, Especially in the car, right? Yeah, exactly. For Aston Martin. So uh, I'm excited to see him race. Like Sebastian Vettel, like I said, is just a season pro. He's been doing this forever. He's so fun to watch in interviews and yep. stuff like that. So to have him yep. be in a more competitive position, um, I think will be great. Oh my god, I kind of want to change my predictions now. Knowing Lando starting fifth, like you freaking rock on, Lando. I know. I might like change mine. Are you gonna change it? Yeah. <laughs> Just because, like, this is my it's a it's a mix between like practicality and idealism. That's gonna be my predictions. I think um, I'm also probably gonna change mine <laughs> after looking at the rankings. It's kind of like. Meh. okay do we want to get into our predictions and a mini i mean let's let's do it and then we'll talk about it i mean just changing them is it <laughs> do we change them back i don't know let's see but um yeah i think so shannon can like oh yeah i'll just say mine first um yeah. so i have max coming in first i think he does have the pace and he was so ready to keep going after qualification and I think he technically is just faster in his Red Bull than Leclerc is in the Ferrari. But Ferrari does do very well on slower tracks with lots of turns like this. So I do think Leclerc can come in second. Um, I, I put Lando up on third. I would love to see that. I had Hamilton up there, you guys. But like Shanka said, it's a hard track to overtake. Um, and optimistically, I would love to see Lando on another podium. Okay, I'm also changing mine. <laughs> so i the same guy on two and three man yeah <laughs> um i agree with caitlin with max and like clerk but my third Ooh. i might throw like a wild card in there um you know what let's pray and maybe it'll happen i would love to see sebastian vettel 
damn okay i like it <laughs> okay we'll just make it spicy spice a little spice <laughs> and what's very interesting you guys like hamilton maybe he could be a fourth or fifth but i don't think he's podium today you really don't think he's gonna be podium and like i, I can kind of hope not because it's a hard track overthink and it's like he did not he's not setting himself up well starting in seven yeah I and they, like right. Mercedes was saying they were struggling the whole time we don't even have Bodas in the top three but I don't yeah I hope Bodas oh, that's, doesn't that's really horrible like <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about him Bodas is a really good racer a driver but it's just that he's on um Mercedes so I think it makes it really hard sometimes to recognize his talent um so you know what maybe he'll show up like prove us wrong Caitlin Maybe he, I know. He, I mean, maybe he comes in first or second and just like blows our whole predictions. And is the one the that the fastest yeah. lap keeps Mercedes in the running for everything. But um, I mean, okay, if Hamilton comes back from seventh on this track to first, I mean, that has to be freaking celebrated as well. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm hoping that it'll be so interesting between the Ferrari and Red Bull to see them yep. fight it out. Cause Max is just so quick at the starts mm-hmm. that, um, as soon as he but gets- look like look clerk shows, he can be aggressive at the start too. Right. Yeah. So that's why I'm hoping it'll be like a good little battle, but it. and if oh. Leclerc wins, like, I think that's his freaking dream, right? Win at home. <laughs> when in a home race, like that would be so great get some really good points for ferrari like i would hope that carlos Sainz also can get close to that maybe are we yeah i would love to see more reward for carlos Sainz. i think he puts so much work in yeah. he is a good driver yeah I, I agree i think we maybe need to do a podcast episode on like potentially underrated drivers that we don't talk enough about <laughs> enough of that yes. maybe uh, <laughs> we have maybe. our biases um yeah i I I don't know. I hope Sebastian Vettel. I mean, he's an eighth. Not that much better than anyone else, but it would be great to see him podium. I don't know if he can do it in the Aston Martin, but that's gonna be. He's a <laughs> he's world champion, right? Yeah. Before, mm-hmm. so he can he can do some good stuff. And I think like the um, experience might play a factor in this track. Even though yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Slaying right now. But... Although, okay, so yeah, you you got the mix on your top three because you have like, yeah, pretty youthful in Max and Leclerc, but then you have the experience of it. I put all three. Youth. I know you picked all three. <laughs> <laughs> like all you need. I mean, if George Russell was like in a better car, like that would round out all the youngins basically. Um. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not picking George Russell to be up near like tenth. No. So. <laughs> way i think that yeah i'm surprised fernando alonso's this far back yeah me too like what happened man again he's someone that has done this like so 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 many times so he should be pretty comfortable um in the car like the fact no offense george russell is not that you're in a bad car but it's like i would think that alpine could be more competitive than being with the williams you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But also, I guess, like, we've been equal. Surprised you didn't put Gasly on yours, actually. I know. Again, he like, started- <laughs> <laughs> are we just like, I don't know. 
I have to say after doing the economics podcast, like I, the episode that none of you have heard yet. So I'm sorry. I keep referencing it. I'm just like completely grossed out with just by the amount of money. <laughs> That's like, yeah, like we knew, we knew there was money in F1, but yeah. like we got a glimpse into how much money yeah. and it's just like <sighs> disturbing. Knowing, knowing that like Gasly's team has a fashion line. I mean, I love it. That's like great, but it's also like, what? There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. We're not roasting him. Um, oh, kind of yeah. a little bit, but we'll have to see. I'm excited for tomorrow. We'll be up. So Me too. Fucking early. Yeah, it's it's a seven o'clock race start for us. Oh God, <laughs> I'm tired thinking about it. I don't know. I have to be up at like six. I mean, it is like the long weekend here, and we're in restrictions. So there's nothing to do tonight. So <laughs> go to bed at nine. That's fine. <laughs> exactly. And then like wake up bright and early tomorrow, watch the yeah. race. And hopefully it's super exciting. Then record another episode that we'll have it on Monday. And we can, Caitlin, we get to like have a Sunday, which is great. But if we're tired on Sunday, like we can make up all the sleep on Monday. Exactly. Right. I freaking love long weekends, man. <laughs> Well, is there anything else that we should cover in this little like pre-Monaco episode? No, I thought this this was pretty good. So yeah, you guys, we love Monaco and we want to go there so badly. We know it's going to cost an arm and a leg though. So, uh, but maybe if you keep listening to us in a year or two, then we could do a live from Monaco or something like that. We'll try. I was going to say, I'm like, you know what you should do is review our podcast so other people find it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, so that hopefully we can be a bit more visible, you know, maybe finesse our way into one of the races. <laughs> one of the yachts to watch the race. Exactly. Like as That's the goal, quote really. unquote media personnel, like who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, but just continue listening and supporting us. We really appreciate it. And stay checkered, my friends. Uh, you'll hear from us very soon. So shortly. Yep just make sure you're ready for like a post Monaco rundown Mm -hmm. hope you all enjoy the race as much as we know we will yeah and wherever you are we hope the weather's great too because Calgary's finally seeing some sunlight so (laughs) it's gonna be garbage tomorrow I think what are you serious well it's not just the forecast I don't know the like it changes so often though it's ridiculous oh my gosh okay never mind I hope it's a trash tomorrow is like yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Wherever you are, we hope it's better than what's better, than, better than Calgary. <laughs> yeah. Okay, goodbye, everyone. Bye, y'all.